Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm glad I don't have to hesitate. I'm glad I don't have to double think. I'm glad I don't have to ask your opinion about it. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I've got a Bible. I've got a perfect, powerful, preserved, inspired Word of God for me, and thank God I can read it right here in my language in the King James Bible. And I pray you've got a Bible with you today, and I pray that you've been reading it, studying it, uh, perusing it, if you will, and studying to show thyself approved unto God. There's nothing like the Bible. First Peter's where we are, and Peter thought the same. Peter said much about the Bible in chapter 1 and chapter number 2 that we've read so far. Now, if you've missed any of these broadcasts, I want to invite you, please, go find our broadcast where you find your podcast. You can go to wherever you get your podcasts, type in Striving for Revival, and you'll find us there. This will enable you to go back and listen and re-listen to our Bible studies so that you don't miss it and that you're up to date with us as we go through. I've been going verse by verse through the entire New Testament, and uh, we will go back, circle around. I I need to get through the Gospels and uh, Acts and Romans, and we'll get through that in Corinthians. But we've gone through, I think, Galatians and all the way now through 1 Peter, and we'll continue on that way. And I've enjoyed it. I tell you, I've learned a lot about my Bible. Bible and gotten a lot of preaching material, if you will, just from reading through the Bible, and God's done a lot of preaching to me as well. I pray today that He'll speak to your heart. I know He wants to, and I know He can, and I know He will speak, and I pray that we'll be obedient and that we'll listen. We've been reading in Second Peter, First Peter chapter number 2, the second chapter, and today we're going to look just at verse number 3. I'll read the first two just to give us the context, but we understand at the end of chapter number 1 that Peter has been emphasizing some imperatives for the Christian life. Be sober, that we are to gird up the loins of our mind that we're to be holy because God is holy. He tells us that we're born again by the Word of God and how the Word of God will liveth and abide forever and is powerfully preserved for us. And now we come to chapter number 2, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, he gives us some instruction. He'll mention some things we need to get out of our life. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisy and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Now, he's telling us we need to desire the word of God like a baby desires milk. I gave the illustration when our little boy was a baby. It didn't take long to find out, man. When he was hungry, he let you know it. He desired that milk, and he'd just start, he'd vocalize his position, and you would know that that man was hungry if he saw us getting milk and putting it in a bottle, and he saw that bottle, man, he'd get fidgety, he'd get excited, he'd get uh, uh, antsy and in a hurry to get what we had. He wanted that milk. Well, you and I should be that way about the Bible. We should have a desire. We should have a longing. We should have an anticipation. We should have this uh, desire, if you were to get into our Bible. And here's the reason why. If you're going to grow, you grow how? By the Word of God, that you may grow thereby. You don't grow by wishing for it. 
You don't grow by wanting it. You don't just grow by praying for growth. You're going to grow through reading your Bible. You're going to have to study. There's no easy button on Christian growth. It's going to be the Bible. Reading it, studying it, meditating on it, writing out verses, memorizing Scripture. You're going to have to get to be a Bible reader as much as you claim to be a Bible believer. And I tell you, that's our need. We need more than just Christians who carry the Bible like it's a, a fashion accessory for a fundamental outfit for church. No, it's more than that. It's the Word of God, and we're to study it. It's honey, it's milk, it's bread, it's food for our soul, nourishment to our life, and it helps us to grow in the grace of God. So Peter's been writing, I want you to read your Bible, he says, if I can just put, put it in our modern vernacular. I want you to read your Bible. You're spiritually immature, but you can grow. And you're going to grow, but not if you don't read your Bible. And the reason you're dealing with malice, envy, evil speaking, hypocrisy, guile, these things, is because you're spiritually babes. He's now, as you grow, you'll have an easier time dealing with these things. You'll learn how to crucify the flesh and submit to the Holy Ghost. But right now, you've got to read the Bible. If you're going to grow, read the Bible. And he emphasizes the importance of the Scripture. But in verse number three, our new verse for today, it begins with a little word, if. If, he said, if so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He said, now you're going to desire the milk of the word if you're saved. If you're saved, then you're going to want to read the Bible. Hello. If you're saved, you're going to have a love for the word of God. If you're saved, you're going to have a longing to be in the scripture. If you're saved, you're going to have an appetite for the Bible. You're going to be just like a baby after the milk if you're saved. Now, if you're not saved, that, that explains it. But if you're saved, if you are saved, you're going to desire the sincere milk of the Word. He said, if you're saved, lay aside malice. If you're saved, lay aside guile. If you're saved, lay aside hypocrisies. If you're saved, lay aside envies. If you're saved, lay aside evil speakings. If so be you've tasted, the Lord is gracious. I like what Peter does here. Peter gives some imperatives and commands for the Christian. But he said, listen, don't forget these are for the Christian. If you try to do this without being saved, you're going to get frustrated and not be able to accomplish the task. I am convinced today the reason so many people in church are frustrated with Christianity and they get burned out and they say, I'm sick of the standards. I'm sick of the stand. I'm sick of the sick of the fight. I'm sick of church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, revival. I'm sick of Sunday morning, Wednesday, uh, Sunday night, all these meetings. I'm sick of soul winning. Uh, maybe it's because they're not born again. Because if you've been saved, I'm talking about if you have been born again. I'm talking about if you've been snatched out of the fire of hell. I'm talking about if you have been regenerated, if the Holy Spirit of God lives within you, can I say he's going to give you a love, he's going to give you a desire, he's going to change your want to and make you desire to do things God would have you do. It's not hard to live the Christian life when you're spirit-filled, but it's impossible to live the Christian life when you're lost. It just is. The Christian life is not for non-Christians. The Christian life is for saved people. And Peter said, if you've tasted, if you've experienced it, if you've been saved, you'll have a desire for the Word of God. I believe it was Lester Roloff who said, I believe probably 70% of our Baptist churches, people are lost. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do believe there's a good percentage of it. 
Why is it sometimes we spend so much time counseling with supposed Christians who just will not live right, they won't let go of sin, they refuse to dress decent, I mean, they don't ever want to read their Bible, they're mean, they're hateful, they've got all these characteristics of malice, guile, hypocrisy, all that. And we say, well, we deal with them, we pray for them, we love on them, and it just seems like over and over again they don't change, they're the same. I believe probably some of them people are just lost and need to get born again. A lot of the problems that pastors try to deal with, a lot of the fire that pastors have to try to put out is caused by, caused by the fact that we're trying to counsel people as Christians who are not even Christians. Now, they come to church, and they might wear a suit and tie on Sunday. They might carry a Bible with them to the pew, but they've never been truly born again. If you're not saved, you're not going to live spiritually. And if you are saved, you're going to have a desire to get in the Word of God. It's right here in the Bible. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby. If so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. You're not going to grow in grace if you're not in grace. Sometimes we look at somebody and say, I just don't know, man. They just, they're not growing. I don't know. I don't understand. They might just need to get saved. Now, I wouldn't want anybody to doubt their salvation, but listen, if you don't, if in your heart you know you're not saved, I wouldn't put it off. I'd get saved. I wouldn't care what other people think. It might fix the problems you're having. That's right. It might fix that rotten attitude. It might give you a new lease on life. It might help you have a better outlook on why we try to say, you know what, you ladies ought to cover up. You men ought to do the same. Yeah, it might give you a, a different light uh, that shines on this world, and you might not want to be so much uh, so friendly with it if you just got born again. It changes my life. It changed my life. It, 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 when I got saved, I'm different now since Jesus saved my soul. The things I used to do, the places I used to go, the words I used to say, just like the song, there's been a great change since I've been born again. And now, listen, I used to hate to read my Bible before I got saved. Oh, man, you, you couldn't pay me enough to read my Bible. I didn't like it, and I didn't understand it. I, I couldn't get a thing out of it. I, I I just didn't even want to sit there and do it. And now I love it. I live in my Bible every single day. I'm in the Bible throughout the day. I don't know how many hours a week. I mean, probably 40 hours a week or something. If you calculate it out, I'm reading my Bible and I love it. I need to do more of it. I'm listening to preaching and other things of that nature. And I did that before I became a preacher even. I just wanted the Bible when I got saved. So here's my thing. Here's my question. Here, here's, here's the thing today. If you're listening to me and you're out there and you're tuned into the right kind of radio station, but listen, there is no desire in your heart for spiritual things. You just have to turn on this station. You might just need to get saved. How do you get saved? You better believe you're a sinner, that Jesus died for your sin and ask him to forgive you of your sin and be your savior. And you can be saved today. If you're saved, you got to have a desire to get in the Bible. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.